Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is your life today. We are back on a Monday. It is episode 116. And my, what a very, very interesting weekend we just had. The finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has finally wrapped up. And then there was Mortal Kombat. And then there was the Oscars last night. And then there was there was just a whole bunch of stuff going on. UFC 261, just pure entertainment, just going rathering and just showering us with so much shit to watch. But, as you know, it's a comic book podcast. And therefore, as I said, I will be talking about a complete deep dive of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 6. And basically the whole series as a whole. And... I did say that I would possibly going to have a guest today, and before I know it, yes she is. She is a guest of mine, and she will be with me today talking about it. And the funny thing, Sit, we actually did a recording of the podcast the first time, like probably earlier today. And the funny thing happened was, my computer for some odd reason was going through so much glitches and shit, and I had to ask her to re-record the I felt so bad because I was taking such time away from her. But if for any reason you feel like there is something, some points that we just rush right through, that's the reason why. But, never behold, we hope that you enjoy it. We hope that you love it. Ladies and gentlemen, well, actually, before we start, uh, let me introduce you to the guest. I'm going to give a big shout out, let's get this out of the way right now, to Chloe Zhao. She's going to be the director for The Eternals, and she just won Best Director for Nomadland last night for the Oscars. I believe she's the second woman in history or something like that to win Best Director. I don't know. I don't know these statistics anything, but congratulations to her. I can't wait to see what she's going to do with The Eternals, which will be coming out sometime in November of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, the November of this year, and... That's about it. That is about it. Now that we got that shout out out of the way, since I don't want to waste any more time, let's dive into the podcast episode. Ladies and gentlemen, Jen Silverman. Welcome to episode 116. Now, we actually did a podcast episode just like a while ago, but of course, my computer wanted to be a pain in the ass, literally shut off the entire recording. So all of the thoughts and everything that we were giving, introspection and everything, wiped out. And I'm like, podcast. you son of a mother effer. Oh, my goodness. But <laughs> the lovely Jen Silverman has agreed 
to come back so we can do another recording. So if for any reason, you know, we rushing a couple of things, then I do apologize because there's only so much we can talk about in this case. But Jen, welcome back. First of all, thank you so much for the first time. Thank you so much for the second time. Thank you for having me. It's lost. Loki found it. It's fine. We're good. We'll, we'll find it eventually. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> so as you know, we're going to be maybe not repeating every single thing, but here we are for the listeners. Once again, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What did you think as a whole? Loved it? Hated it? Decent? You know, what, what did you think could have been changed? So as a whole, I loved it. Um, I would give it an 8 out of 10, but I do feel that it was wrapped up way too quickly. And I know that that was probably due to COVID complications and just filming in general. Um, I feel like that could have been a little more stretched out or done a little better or maybe some behind the scenes or little mini episodes Mm -hmm. to show like maybe like five minute scenes that just were were like the Mr. Nakajima scene I feel like could have been a lot more heartfelt instead of just oh yeah I killed your son sorry bye it was like the math the radar technician scene where he's like after the sunshine comes a rainbow sorry I killed your son it's like he's not Kylo Ren (laughs) <laughs> unlike unlike Kylo Ren, Bucky Barnes is shredded. Yeah, he so, is. Yeah, so. he is. I'm not I'm not gay, but uh I'm just it's saying. Okay. Everyone's <laughs> a little gay for Bucky. It's totally <laughs> fine. It's totally fine. You know, it's funny because it's one of the same problems that we have whenever we have shows that compiles everything into six episodes or fewer. Mm-hmm. It's not enough time to stretch out the emotional impact that it has on us audience where we need that emotional kick. And everything was wrapped up so fast. It, it kind of was the same thing with WandaVision that they only had nine episodes. And now the same thing with this that only has six. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, like the emotional journey that we can follow Everyone, with the exception of Sam Wilson, everyone has had everything wrapped up. Zemo, you know, um, like you just said, with Bucky and like you had with the Flag Smashers and everything else. It's such a shame. It really is. I feel like they could have either added one more episode just to have like little splices of each character or just ended in a certain way where it could lead into the next thing. Because and the next thing not, being Captain America 4, but go ahead, continue. Right. I mean, each character is very much open. I mean, aside from Carly, unfortunately, but each character is open to a new opportunity. You have Walker as U.S. agent now. You have Bucky being White Wolf. Going back to Wakanda, you have Zemo on the raft. You have all of these characters that were introduced, and now it's Sharon's big reveal big reveal i say that lightly <laughs> um you do not like sharon carter at all i do not i'm sorry to any sharon carter fans out there i just i just don't i just don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah i feel like walker was very irredeemable like you kill a guy not even an episode before in mm-hmm. cold blood where everybody is watching and then you save a bunch of people on a bus 
with your little cosplay shield and then you drop your cosplay, cosplay shield, shield. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like oh hey cosplay i saved shield. you all for the price of that one guy who didn't deserve to die i'm back baby it's like what what huh <laughs> like i will it- say wyatt russell did an amazing job Mm-hmm. as an actor but as john walker it's like what <laughs> i i feel like this is a common trend not only for shows but for a lot of movies in general where we're supposed to feel sympathetic towards characters that are trying to do good but does villainous things for oh, me. yeah almost, almost sneezed. <laughs> that, he actually sneezed that oh, bless you god bless you um Ew, so we that. follow now nah, don't worry about it we follow carly in this show as opposed to we find with wanda we follow them because the show is telling us how sh- we should feel and how we should feel is okay these are people they lost um either their homes or their loved ones or whichever and we're supposed to feel sympathetic towards them but then we shit on these other antagonists that in a particular way are trying to do good. The director for S.W.O.R.D., he's trying to do the right thing, sort of, with his old government controlling and power. He's trying to do the right thing. Johnny Walker over here, the same thing. You know, he fought in Afghanistan. He's a war hero, you know, things like that. And then he took the serum because he realized that he is powerless against other super soldiers and now he killed someone in cold blood in front of the world. And now all of a sudden we're like, okay, fuck this guy. You know, he's a piece of shit. <clears throat> yeah. Hashtag well, not our cap. Yeah. I mean, he was a piece of shit when he first entered in that suit. And I was like, ew. <laughs> there, are, there were so no many shades. No but, shade to Wyatt. Like- <laughs> there were so many memes on how he was supposed to look like he was like an old man wearing a... a the old man from Up. Of- the yes. From Up is the funniest one. Wyatt Russell loves it so much. I think, like, as an actor, I love him because he's such a good sport. But as John Walker, walk away. Bye. No, walk away. <laughs> walk away. We don't like you. We don't want you here. Um, well, considering this is a show that looks at both sides of the coin here, I want to ask was there anything that you hated? As a Sharon. whole, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk on Sharon. Let's let's since you hate Sharon so much, let's let's talk on Sharon. Let's talk on Sharon. Sharon Carter revealed to be the power broker, which we kind of knew from like three episodes ago. What is her main motivation? Because all of a sudden she has this heel turn, and I feel like it's a lot more than just oh the country turned her their back on her. Like what is going on from her perspective? I think it goes back to the Winter Soldier where she said something along the lines of it depends on where you're standing to Rumlow. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't trust her from the get-go because when there were theories about Alexander Pierce being the Red Skull, I had a feeling that maybe she was Cynthia Schmidt, which is the Red Skull's daughter, mm-hmm. who also takes over Hydra. Now, I think in this universe what we have now in the MCU and the multiverse and whatnot. Sharon has been speculated to be a scroll. She's been speculated to not be herself, but I think they're trying to throw us off course with Fontaine because in the comics, she's known as Madam Hydra. 
Mm-hmm. I think Sharon is going to be the next Madam Hydra. I think she's trying to rebuild Hydra because it's a Cap universe. You can't have Captain America without Hydra, no matter who is Captain America. Right. You just can't. And I think that's the thing because Zemo was on Hydra and there's a bunch of people who now see the world for what it is upside down. And in a way, again, Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D., two sides of the same coin, trying Mm -hmm. to rebuild it. You can't have sword without shield. You can't have an enemy without shield either. So I think that's what she's trying to do. I think Zola is still around. I mean, they've been trying to bring back Zola since Agent Carter. Mm-hmm. I think he's still around. I think when it, every time it said the power broker is watching, I think that he was also her second in command. Um. I feel like it's a little bit too much, maybe from my perspective, I feel like it's a little bit too much of a cop-out to rehash the whole Hydra angle again. Since I feel like in a way that kind of wrapped up with Captain America, the Winter Soldier, when Steve had to bring back, uh, bring down Hydra within S.H.I.E.L.D. But we've seen glimpses where they've been coming back little by little. And That's now, and now with uh val uh miss fontaine or whatever the hell she is purple seemed to be the interesting i want to say theme. cynthia lee fontaine so bad but that's a drag queen so <laughs> shout out to her she's great but yeah no she's not madam hydra uh... <laughs> well it's like because we've seen like glimpses of this where you know nick fury he's recruiting he recruited the avengers and now we have uh, Miss Fontaine, who she's recruiting either the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts mm-hmm. or just an evil organization. And chances are Sharon Carter might be a part of it. But again, why? Like, what is her main motivation? I don't buy that the country turned on her is her heel turn reason. I don't buy Maybe it. Maybe she's jealous of Peggy. Maybe she she was in the shadows of her aunt and knowing that Captain America was in the spotlight, maybe her jealousy got the better of her. Maybe once she was snapped, maybe when she came back, it was like, no, it's, it's Thanos was right. Maybe she thought that half the universe needed to be wiped out and she needed to learn from that of rebuilding just what Thanos snapped away. Or there could be another higher power because who was that girl that she was talking to when she walked away and was like Falcon and Bucky are on our tails or something along those lines. If you remember that one scene. Hmm. Was it episode six or way before? No, then? this was like episode. This is when um, the Dora Milaje came in. This was right before that. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I don't think they revealed who she was talking to. Yeah. So it makes me wonder who she was talking to. If we knew who she was talking to. That might have give us some, given us some insight about what her motives really are. Well, since we're elaborating more in terms of what we didn't like, you know, the rushed character arcs, right. you know, Sharon Carter in your eyes on the fact that everything, oh my God, everything was so, Zemo just came in, did his thing and bounced. Wore the mask. I'm sure it was for Hasbro. I'm sure it was for, for merchandise. Hasbro. For merchandise. I'm convinced it was for merchandise sales. It's like. Or you know what? It is COVID times. Maybe he just wanted to be cool. And maybe that was just his fashion choice. You know, a part of me wants 
to just excuse it for COVID, but <clears throat> this goes back to me thinking about Doom Patrol Season 2 and WandaVision on how everything wrapped up due to COVID. And it's like, maybe they should have, and this is the devil's advocate me talking, right. maybe they should have delayed it a little bit longer just to have a conclusive ending. But I can understand why they didn't do that because if they did, other shows and other movies would have had to get postponed as well. So I can understand uh, they yeah, had a, totally. I understand they had a time limit and a, and a budget. And not to mention, the more you postpone stuff, the less chance we have in even being interested in watching it. Absolutely, yeah. I just, I feel like there could have been more done and they brought in so many different characters mm -hmm. that it's hard to wrap up each person's storyline in six episodes. You just can't, no matter how hard you try. I mean, do you remember what happened with Game of Thrones? And no, all I didn't that? watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, okay, so then don't I'm bother. I'm going to get so much hate. No, 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 don't bother because there were there were new fans that was going to come in. They were like, oh, I'll watch Game of Thrones. And after the buzzkill of what happened with season eight. Nope. They're they're better off in reading the books. And even then, that's I was going to say, I think the, the they tried to catch up to the books too much and they did their own thing and the fandom wasn't happy. And I don't know. Not to mention George R. R. Martin is like the ultimate procrastinator. So George R. 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 Sorry, so <laughs> George R. Uh, R. R. Martin. <laughs> I, as you can see, the coffee is setting in now. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so I might need a drink yeah. as well after this, even though I don't drink. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you have technical difficulties, it's yes, it, it, absolutely. I, <laughs> oh my goodness, that just killed me. No, um, it's all right. but. We talked about the bad stuff. Let's talk about the good things. Sam Wilson. Best part of the whole series. Hashtag our new Captain America. I salute him. Steve made the right choice. There is no better man for the job in this verse. How I much feel. did you love his suit? Uh, 10 out of 10. And then some because, oh my God, it <laughs> gorgeous i love the wings and just oh my god as you know as a harpy uh conspiracy not conspiracist uh, hey, conspiracist <laughs> harpy because no um for those of you that don't know what she's talking about <laughs> real quick a little side plug in she is a <laughs> huge Yu-Gi-Oh fanatic and i call her the my valentine of voiceover <laughs> even though she didn't voice my valentine that's okay because she cosplays as her she adores this character and I find it very interesting because I scroll through Instagram and Twitter and I just see her in full blown my Valentine costume. I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is a die hard fan. And you know what? Power to her, really. Thank so you. that's what she meant. That's what she means on Harpy. But continue. Yeah, just the wings. I, I love wings to begin with. Just the fact that it was so colorful and so beautiful. Like it brought color to the world. Like the world has become so black and white to see this colorful Sam Wilson just shining down and giving hope again. Because that's what Captain America really stands for is hope. Absolutely. And his speech and just being for the people and to the little guys, to the minorities, to the people who have been suffering, you know, he... especially, especially during the times that we're going through now, especially exactly. with, the whole, 
you know, the the trial for George R. R. Martin, which he finally got justice. And I, you know, I commend his family, his friends, because it was probably for the first time in a long time where the world like was broken. Exactly. And somehow his passing in a way brought everyone together again, which. Oh, yeah. Which is both a pro and a con because we shouldn't have to use someone else's death to come together and didn't I'm not a political person I never was and this Same. show is definitely political but didn't uh what's your face say oh thank you for your sacrifice on this and I'm like wait that what? was Nancy Pelosi I there believe. you go there you go that there down. you go there you go <laughs> again I, again I'm not political like you you have a gun to my head and you tell me oh who's the who's the vice president over I'll be like I don't know, some woman. I don't know. <laughs> I don't freaking know. But let's talk about the speech real quick. Um, impactful speech. And everything was pretty much spot on. And as you just said, Sam Wilson, like living on Steve Rogers legacy for the people, looks after the little guy, telling the senators to their face, you need to do better. You need to not only look at what's in your pockets, but you need to think about everybody else as well. And I don't think he was talking about you, the guy specifically. I think he meant you as like a generic, like you as in we, like we need to do better. Absolutely. Um, Which is so true, especially in today's world. And especially since... That's actually supposed to be 2023. So they're three years ahead saying this and we're living this now. It's like, oh my God. Oh, right. I forgot about the time. Yeah, jump, the five it's years 2023. Thing. It's 2023 in their world. So without Steve, they have to make their own symbol of hope. They have to make sure that people are still believing in heroes like Phil Coulson and just making sure that nobody's death should be in vain. I mean, villains aside because a villain is a hero in somebody else's story no matter what no matter of course if we believe in it or not and i am not one for villains you know i'm not the the sympathetic uh type to villains unless the villain really has a specific backstory well and that's the thing Um, because i'm sorry continue no so it's like if they do a 180 and you you know you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain, we're going DC territory. But um, it's the same concept. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can only handle so much as a person. Right. And, and I think that's what the world became. That's what Thanos' vision was. That's why things happened the way it did. Someone had to step up and someone had to be a sacrifice unfortunately that's what the world has become and i'm not saying that any real world justices are a sacrifice or calling it a sacrifice but in the comic and the the mcu verse there definitely are sacrifices and people that need to step up do you think that makes sense i i completely agree on I agree with you on that aspect because, you know, with everything that's been going on right now, this show has definitely opened up a lot of people's eyes. I I hate the woke culture. I really, really do. But 
Gen Z in a, in, in, in <laughs> a way, in a way, this show has helped maybe either inspire people or got them to open up to see how everything is from another perspective. However, there was something within his speech that I kind of disagree with. And it's the fact it's the, it's the labeling thing where he's like, don't label the, don't label these guys as terrorists. Um, if they're doing something, you need to ask why I get right. that part. I, I get that part. But at what point do we have as a, as a, as a society, as people, as a human being, at what point do we hold someone responsible for their actions? At what point do we realize, okay, even though we can understand what you feel, doing what you're doing is still wrong. I mean, let's look at Carly, for example. She killed people. She killed mm -hmm. innocent people. And right. if the show is telling me that I have to feel sorry for her, it's kind of a little bit of a forced stretch. At least in my I eyes, it is. I think Carly was a little different because you can't like excuse her. Oh, she's a kid. She didn't know any better. But I think after you take the serum, it changes you. It turns you into a totally different person. Right. And as far as the terrorist thing goes, one person is evil and evil follows evil and good follows good. It doesn't necessarily make that whole spectrum bad or that whole spectrum good mm -hmm. like you can have bad people on the side of good and you can still have good people on the side of evil right it really again depends on where you're standing and that i think that's sam's point like no one majority or minority is evil it's the person look at the person don't look at but look at the people as people first yes don't look at this people as just you know you're you're wearing a certain attire don't label them as that certain attire don't label them as because you don't know what their life was before you don't know if they're just hiding in a different light because they're they're scared of something else mm -hmm. you, you know like if you're let's say you're dressing promiscuously because that's your job you, you don't want to judge them for that or you see somebody who looks like a quote unquote thug, you don't want to see, you don't want to say, oh, don't go near them. They could be the nicest person in the world and you won't know. And I it's, think that's Sam's point. I think his point is don't judge a book by its cover, but don't judge them before you know them. Right. And ask them like, and it's like uh, the same question. Well, why are they doing this? Put ourselves in their shoes and really, really dig deep down in terms of okay, whatever they're doing, there has to be a reason for it. Mm -hmm. What Everything. is the reason? And what is the solution to that reason? Yes, we should hold people accountable for their choices if they do wrong. But at the same time, again, it's like, as you just said, we can't judge people based on who they are without getting to know them first if that makes mm -hmm. sense yeah no that it makes totally sense. makes sense and yeah. um i agree with you i mean it is a very fine line because society has formed so many people's brains into believing things like you know after 9 11 unfortunately people saw all middle eastern people as terrorists but they weren't you know you had people my mom taught esl when she was mm -hmm. And, um, you know, on 9-11, she had so many Muslim students crying and, and just devastated. So you can't 
blame someone else for the main problem. Right. You can be a part of the solution. And that's what, that's what Cap Falcon was saying. That's what his main goal was. And I think Carly, I don't think Carly was the real villain in this. I think, you know, she was a refugee. She wanted to save Mama Danya. She had all of these plans to be her own version of Captain America, just with a different name. Mm-hmm. She was Robin Hood. She stole from the rich to give to the needy. She wanted to, even if she had to take a life, her thing, I'm not saying any killing is valid. She lost her way. She lost her way. And after she take, took the serum, whether it was by choice or not, totally makes you a different person. Walker was totally, oh my God, you know, you watched him kill with the shield, something Steve would never have done. And then all of a sudden he's back being U.S. agent and, oh, hey, I'm a hero again. Woohoo. And it's like, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. What? (laughs) Again, all of that transpired so quickly. And it did. Once again, it's like one of the main downsides of wrapping up a show within six episodes. Like, I'm not I'm not pissed off or angry on what happened i'm more upset in terms of how it happened the execution especially the scene with bucky and mr nakajima that could have been such a heartfelt moment the same way that sam devoted that whole section to isaiah bradley because Mm -hmm. people needed to learn about his story they needed to have hope not just with with sam but with isaiah and knowing that there were still people back then that were around to help you know Mm -hmm. and you know when people don't have that when people don't realize that they have something to be hopeful for then they turn and you know that that's where it is and i didn't find walker redeemable in that yes he lost his friend and that was horrible that really i really liked uh, his lamar's character i really did i wish Mm -hmm. that more um but it's not a reason to kill someone it's never a reason to kill somebody do you like looking at it from another perspective here because this was the show is about flip side of the coin um do you think (laughs) do you think maybe this is probably my way of trying to justify why he did what he did do you give it up to maybe him being a war veteran, him having PTSD, or maybe in some way, because he did say in the show to the senators, you made me, you, you made me what I am. Mm-hmm. So do you think him killing, uh, what's his, what's his name, Nico? That that uh, I think the it was one, Nico. yeah, Nico, interesting name, Nico. Do you think him killing Nico guy. was? <laughs> really his fault because as we just said the and remember it's not even the same serum that steve rogers took it's a completely different serum completely different time probably modified or whichever so i i guess i'm being contradicting because we have to hold people accountable for their actions does what he did is justifiable absolutely not I don't mm-hmm. think a life for a life in this time period is something that we should be doing. I think that if, I mean, you can't bring a life back. And if you think about it, 
they still have families. Nico still had people who cared about him, whether or not he, his family was still alive. You know, right. that's still somebody to somebody else. Right. Um, and I get it. You, you know, adrenaline rush, you black out. It's still not an excuse, especially with that shield. No, no, do not taint <laughs> that shield. That was, oh, oh my God, it hurt so much more knowing that he was a Captain America fanboy and he looked up to Captain America and got just he got decapitated or what have you with that very same shield you know yeah. there were so many memes that were that was like uh an underlying tone that said Zack Snyder's Captain America because <laughs> that's something definitely Zack Snyder would probably do and they did not go they were not afraid to go dark in this one they really weren't yeah. <laughs> so I mean I, I know I sound contradictory because we could talk about this all day with <laughs> I could do this all day uh, we could ah, there you it. go <laughs> um, but it's not as political of a show as it is it's still fiction it's still it is touching up on the big issues but mm-hmm. it still makes you think it's still like oh my god it, it's realistic in that it could happen but there's still that that fictional like okay nobody's gonna go up to someone and kill someone with a shield if they do that's that's just that's just that's just border that's just borderline insanity it's like okay who do you think you are like if i saw somebody dressed as captain america saving someone with a shield that'd be one thing so i'm sounding contradictory but you get what i'm saying well well (laughs) you know It, it's, it, it goes back to someone idolizing someone and then thinking they can justify it in some way. We can bring it back to a ton of examples. I mean, look what happened to the Colorado shootings a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, I'm the Joker, this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Fuck that guy. Like, what? Right, right. He was planning the whole thing, and God damn. It's sad. It really is. But the Purge, all of those shows, they make you think uh, V for Vendetta. Mm-hmm. All of those shows really make you think. And um, but it still doesn't make it right to go on killing sprees. Uh, that's just a me thing. Of course not. And I, I feel like if Walker were to redeem himself one life for the life of many, people are still going to be afraid of him. People are still going to be like, how is he a hero? How is he still able to to go on? Not go on, but how is he still able to be a part of the government, even if he's a U.S. agent now, rather than the symbol of America? U.S. agent. <laughs> We're going to need a U.S. agent. No, you're going to need some therapy and a lot of time because this was like, oh, hey, I'm good now. Yay. Like. And again, it goes back to, again, I don't like being political, but it goes back to what Sam had to go through to be Cap, where Walker just literally got away with murder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it's the whole black and white thing. It's, it's okay, a, a black man could do one thing wrong, and they get in so much trouble for it, and this guy kills someone, and he's off the hook. It It doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't match up. I don't like it. <laughs> it's it's why I say for a long time, there's no such thing as equality because nothing is ever right. viewed the same. It's an illusion and mm-hmm. it should be enforced. It, it should, should be enforced, but it's not. So we have to re-educate people 
countless times. And I mean, hell, speaking of inequality, look what happened to Isaiah. Yeah. Like, that dude suffered so much. And the fact that Sam was able to show him a statue and said, now people will never forget. Beautiful ending. It was beautiful. I wanted to hug Isaiah at that moment, too. Just because he had been through so much and he he lived. He he fought like he still was in hiding, but he was alive. He was living with his was his grandson Mm -hmm. or nephew or something. I'm sure it was a grandson. But, you know, his grandson knew the truth and his grandson is proud. You know, he's going to become the future patriot. Yes. Um, That's definite. That's a given. They're setting up for Young Avengers. I'm excited for that. But, you know, now that the world knows, people will see Captain America in a different light. You have three different caps now. Who's your favorite? <laughs> Who's your cap? Who's it? I'm not counting Walker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you have Steve, you have Isaiah, and you have Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a cap for everybody now. There's a cap for the people. It's not a cap for one race. It's not a cap for one nation. It's a cap for everybody. That training montage from episode five just made oh my me stand God. up. Just made me stand up and salute. I'm like, Captain America. He, it, America. The fact, though, that he could hold his own in a fight against Walker and Bucky and Batrock without any serum. Without the training montage, that was impressive. I was like, this man is holding his own against three super soldiers. Yeah. It's, I'm like... It, it's very interesting because, as I said earlier, Hasbro just spoiled the whole thing, and I knew what the suit was going to look like, and I'm like, God damn it, Hasbro. What the hell, man? What the hell? But <laughs> it's well, what they do, apparently. Disney's such look, a merchandise gonna... type of a company. You're going to see amazing cosplayers in the future when cons are safe to go to. You're going to see Mackie going to cons and, and Mackie's performance in general mm-hmm. was this was like the best acting I've ever seen of him. I mean, I'm sure he's done other stuff that has been amazing and, and Oscar worthy, but this in particular, this was this was Sam's show. It wasn't falcon and winter soldier it wasn't captain america and the winter soldier it was captain america mm-hmm. it unfortunately i mean as much as i love sebastian stan they were really turning it to sam which is rightfully deserved of course but i feel like they could have done more with bucky they could have done more with zemo they could have done even with sharon her big reveal <laughs> was not really a big reveal it's like hi you, so you're the power broker yeah you, you want to know what I felt like? I felt like the reveal for Sharon Carter being the power broker was nearly the same as Agnes being Agatha Harkness. Right. I mean, we could have gotten a cool song, too. I mean, <laughs> it blew up for a few days and then dead. It's like, all right, well, OK. Oh, I'm yeah. Agatha Harkness. Who, uh, who, who I don't I don't care. <laughs> I, I just don't care. I don't know. It's, it's just, again, with these shows, I feel like they subvert our expectations way too much. 
because we have these theories and we have these ideas and with one division and Falcon, the winter soldier, you know, I wanted them to do more with Quicksilver. I wanted them to do more with the twins. That was such a cop out the whole, Oh, I'm an actor. I was like, what? Um, And he actually (laughs) gave an interview where he thought it was funny. And I'm sitting here and I'm reading Peters. He's a troll. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm reading the review. I'm like, not funny. Like that's 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 not funny. You thought it was funny. That's not funny. I mean, there yeah. were genuine people that thought, "Oh my god, we're getting the X-Men maybe or something." Nothing. Oh, here's Mephisto. Nothing. And yeah. <laughs> I think because we're so spoiled by the MCU that we're we want that big reveal we're expecting more now and if they can't build up to the fans expectations it's going to be lackluster so we should be going into it just enjoying and going with the flow we could have our theories but at the same time if you're they're going to keep building up and then just go womp womp that's going to take away that's going to take away from it and i feel like they could have had more i understand covid was a big factor into why things changed mm-hmm so I can't really blame the writers or Kevin Feige because he's an amazing writer. Um, but they could have at least had some behind the scenes or some sort of mini episodes where it was like, okay, what really happened with Bucky and Nakajima? What happened with his niece? What happened with the family even? Did did he ever get a date with Sarah? You know, like yeah, <laughs> just silly things like that. I mean, it would have been a lot more beneficial just to see what was happening with Bucky because Wakanda, did he go back? Did he stay? Like, as as, as kind of a little quick thing that I just remembered. Um, the Dora Milaje came and took Zemo away, but they took him to the raft. Why not take him back to Wakanda if he is the one that killed your king, King T'Chaka? Like, I didn't understand that. I think the Wakandan morals are very much the same as that of Captain America, where they're not a life for a life. I feel like they feel like the raft is more of an isolation, whereas if he's in Wakanda, there's a chance for him to escape. There's a chance to fight him and some stuff along those lines. Hmm. I think um, also, who knows what Shuri's doing? Shuri's probably doing some stuff that... She doesn't want anything getting out in the open. And if he's an ex-Hydra and he's an ex-Baron, no, he is a Baron, sorry. Um, <laughs> he could be using Intel. He could be telling people about it and then it could be multiplying. So I feel like Wakanda just doesn't want to take that risk. Hmm. There is that perspective. It, it just it just felt so weird at that point. But in hearing you think and hearing you saying, I'm like, okay, that kind of makes sense. There's also a theory that Wanda's on the raft. I... <laughs> well, after Wanda, you know, with her training at the cabin in the last right. episode. That's what I mean. That's part of the raft or like opposite the raft. Mm. But we have Doctor Strange to look forward to for that. So we do. Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness and do you think Loki is going to be part of that trio too? Is it going to be a trio? Well, you have. I don't. Well, because I've been seeing a lot of fan art that deals with, and of course, it's coming in comics too. Loki, Wanda, and Doctor Strange, all three of them together, because they're both I think wizards in their own way. That would be the big three, because you have Wizard, which is Doctor Strange. 
Alien, which is Loki, and then Wanda, who's witch. Demigod. Mm -hmm. Demigod. (laughs) (laughs) Slash Frost. uh, We have the same month, so we're both tricksters in our own right, so he won't strike me down, but that would be Thor striking me down anyway. Yes, Loki is coming out on June 12th, which, by the way, is actually the weekend of evocation. Yeah, June 11 through 13. So voiceover plug. Voiceover plug. You know, as you listeners know, we are voice actors. So if you don't we understand are? what we're doing, I think we are. I'm sure we are. I mean, voice acting. We we do what we do behind the microphone in order to appease other people. <laughs> well, to put everything to a close. And once again, I thank you so much for coming back after the no technical problem. difficulties of this podcast from my computer. Just want to let that know. You just need a well. time stone. Go back in time, find it, recover it. It'll be fine. That's ah, all right. It's okay. What are you looking forward to the most this year or next year or whichever? Um, I definitely want to see what goes on with Loki. If we do see Cap or anything, I want to see what if because there's so many questions. Mm-hmm. Um, on the anime front, I'm a little behind, so can't really get to you there. I've just been rewatching Yu-Gi-Oh! because, you know, obvious reasons. <laughs> That's all right. No, no, it's okay. We love our shows. Yep. Um, but I will definitely get back to you on that once I figure out what to look forward to, because I'm just going with the flow myself. I just Would you work wish... for Funimation? Hell yeah. Would you love yeah. to work for Funimation? Hell yeah. Yeah. Because they're Hell in yeah. Texas, right? They're... Yeah. I had a class with chris sabat actually there was um a class he was doing chris sabat really vegeta the voice of vegeta from dragon ball z Mm -hmm. oh shit that's awesome and he was like no you were made for this i was like oh my god he said that senpai noticed me (laughs) (laughs) as i have my all my um water bottle here i'm a total (laughs) nerd that's why it's all good you're My Instagram you. is Captain All Might, but it's spelled M A I G H C. So mm. I mix Cap with Captain America, All Might, and my. There That's you go. The secret. That's the there secret. You go. Top Alrighty. three faves. <laughs> For me, what I'm looking forward to, the people know that I'm a huge Spider Man fan. So, Spider Man 3, hopefully, we do get the rumors coming true and we oh, do absolutely. get our Spider Verse, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Charlie Cox and everybody else as part of it. God damn, I can't wait. Then we, then there's the Batman next year with Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and uh, that's going to be... That'll well, be interesting. Well, you know what? I can't blame him for the Twilight. I mean, I, I can't. You know, he's he's severely past that phase. He hates those movies now. And he's a good actor. I've seen him in a few other movies. So he's a really, really good actor. That's just me. You know? Okay. That's that's just me. But aside from that, I can't wait. Loki is going to be interesting. Hawkeye that just finished wrapping. Hawkeye. How could I forget that? (laughs) I share a birthday with Hawkeye. Do you? I do. What's your birthday? June 18. 18 or 19? 18. Oh, so you're one day before my sister. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Awesome. 619. That's a... Like that's that's my best way. (laughs) That's my best way to remember. Overall, the show was good. Could have been better. Yeah. But it was good, and we still enjoyed the ride. And 
The training montage was my favorite. Episode four by far was my favorite. Um, I really wish they stuck the landing better, but due to COVID, time restraints, and everything else, I understand that they were rushing and everything that they needed to do. Aside from that, we've reached the ending of the episode of the podcast. Jen, I want to thank you once again for coming back for the second time. Once again, (laughs) it's a re-record. Oh, my goodness. I'm so um, good. You just needed me back. It's fine. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's the best way to uh, get other people to come and tune into you, which, by the way, <laughs> how do people find you? You can find me on Twitter at jsilv underscore VO or my Instagram at jensilv underscore VO. You can find my cosplay page through that. And yeah, that's and I have a website, jensilvio.com. There you go. Jen Silv underscore V-O. That's J-E-N-S-I-L-V. Like silver, but it's not silver. Silver men. All right. So you get it straight. Jen Silv underscore V-O. Yep. And of course, you can find me at Voice of Garcia on Instagram and Twitter. I am actually I'm actually trying to rebrand my website. Oh, I can I'm, help you I'm, with that. Can you? I, 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 I need- could. I need I'm not tremendous like work, eh? tech savvy, but I was helping my friend Danny with his. So, yeah, I'll be sure to help you out. All right. Okay. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, Jen, get, we we'll get the, him fancy. Yeah, <laughs> we have to. You know, we got to we got to represent my brand, the so the powerful, the motivational. And whatever Ooh. the hell I am. <laughs> that's, that's what I get for being a, pew, a, pew. a hero and MMA type of a guy. But. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> once again guys thank you so so much for tuning in stumbling upon my words right there thank you it's so monday. much for tuning in it is a monday and i need to get out of this booth and i need to stretch my legs with that being said <laughs> let's go into our super villain quote of the day and i want to hear your reaction after i say this to you this is from mystique from the x-men you ready okay now, do you All want right. me to like react as if we were at a scene, or you want me to just react to the quote? Like, do I react to, like 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 react to the quote? Like, you tell me what what your first thoughts are in hearing this quote. And here okay. it is: Be the change you want to see in the world. <gasps> You're right. Ch ch changes. Okay. <laughs> Turn and face yourself. She's oh. <laughs> gotta be a different girl, cause shield technology. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, that would be a perfect encore if that was the case. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Jen, thank you so much for being an awesome guest. And you've joined the ensemble in the tremendous people that have been on. We got Tom Aglio, Gina Scarpa, Kev Michaels, and everybody else. And now you're part of the cast. You are welcome to come back at any time. Next time we'll do, we were supposed to do a Yu-Gi-Oh! episode weeks ago, but yet. Excuse me? Yeah, if you remember, we were supposed to do a Yu-Gi-Oh! episode weeks All ago. Right, we were. I thought you meant you were. I was like, without me. <laughs> <laughs> and we will explore more on that. And I know people are like, "Well, Yu-Gi-Oh! What does that have to do with comic books?" Yu-Gi-Oh! is originally uh, a manga comic, so yeah. I we gotta diversify for everything. All right. So and besides. Who doesn't want to hear about Yu-Gi-Oh! and all the si- what? What number are they right now? Seven. Yu-Gi-Oh! Seven? Yu-Gi-Oh! Sevens. 
I stopped after five. I'm sorry. It's I, stopped I, after I, five. I just rewatch dual monsters all the time, but I have a few awesome friends in the Yu-Gi-Oh franchise. So I got to start watching. Mm. So. I just actually re-downloaded the, uh, the mobile game, which by the way, shout out to uh, Rob Moreira. Or I can't pronounce Rob! his last name. Oh, you said it right. Moreira, Moreira or Moreira. 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 Okay. He was, he voiced Bronk in that game. From Yu-Gi-Oh! Zexel, so that was pretty cool. And just for support, I downloaded the game, and now I'm playing as him. So it's like, there you go. Uh, my friend Danny is Kramer, and is Kramer? Wow, that's his name, Danny Kramer. Sorry. Wow. Okay, time. <laughs> he is Shepard. I mean, they're the same person. That's an easy mistake. Uh, in Yu-Gi-Oh! Brain. So. He's oh really? Awesome. Yeah, and then my friend Lindsay Sutton is also in Yu-Gi-Oh! Reigns. She's um, Aqua, I believe her name is. She's one of the little astral robots. So cute. Oh, it's pretty cool. So cute, so cute. I love them. I love Gina. I love Tom. I love Rob. I love them all. I want to yes. join them in the Hall of Fame of voiceover. Yes. Um, well, considering Evocation is coming up, we have a lot to prepare for before then. But until yes. then, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, thank you, Jen Silverman, for being an thank awesome guest. And remember, in the world of the hilarious happenings in the world, I keep on saying that twice, news, comic books, shows, games, movies, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it and we talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So stay <laughs> safe and tune back into our midweek show on Thursday. But until then, take care. Peace out. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>